Welcome to Let Me Finish. Yeah. That's the intro. That's All right. The, yep. Intro done. Check that off. <laughs> yep. That's going to be the, my intro from now on every time I do it, because now we're alternating and stuff. It will be like, just let me finish. Yeah, that's just, it. This is us. This yeah. Is, uh, this is what you get. I can't. I can't say like, oh, this is Daniel. Oh shit! Actually, that's true though, because some people won't even know who these people are. So okay, so this is Daniel. Like most people won't know who we are. I'm Daniel. That's Daniel, and then and then I'm Kevin, and then the podcast is Let Me Finish. So that's all the things. So we covered all the things. We go covered all the things. It's just annoying having a podcast called Let Me Finish, and then we can't start without saying like Let Me Finish. You know, like how do you start with Let Me Finish? I su- yeah, I suppose that's true. It sounds oh, like we we're already done. <laughs> well, we don't even necessarily have to say... Uh, Let me get started. How about the that? The name of the show. We could just be like... <laughs> Let me get started. What if it started <laughs> with... Uh, uh, Let me let me start, and then at the end we just say... Let me... <laughs> I, I don't like it already. Like, I can't see it. Yeah. I mean, at least we got a theme going there. Well, okay, so I have one thing to say... Before we get into the, the things, well, let's just like an intro and like what are we going to talk about then, and then I'll then I'll then I'll rant. So yeah, sure. So today we've got um, I have a couple articles that I kind of was uh, referencing. Uh, we had some questions kind of about should you eat before or after you work out? Um, should you drink coffee before or after you work out? And also uh, cardio. Does that go before or after your weight training? So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Talk I've, about um, a rich man a seeking rich a girlfriend man. <laughs> to, uh, for a space voyage. Yes. That's, and uh, I think that that's, uh, that's most of it. The space thing it makes so much sense. I don't know. It just makes sense. Um, I, I'm going to... I have to... I think that... Okay, first of all, we talked about Iran last time. Iran, World War Three didn't happen. So if you're yeah. listening to this, it didn't happen. Okay, and we and we knew it wouldn't. We're still alive. I think we predicted that, so we're fine with all that. Um, Yeah, the the World War calling it World War Three was an overreaction for sure. Yeah, and then also, so okay, here's what I'm really mad about. Um, They've been saying that it's gonna snow here in the Northwest, and I was at work on like Monday, and this clerk was like, "Oh, it's gonna snow! Oh, it's gonna snow! Uh, Don't come in if it snows!" And he made big deal about it snowing okay and i was like yeah okay you're an asshole and stupid because <laughs> it's not gonna snow <laughs> shit now i can't play this podcast if i work um, <laughs> but really though no. uh i was i was like i was like it's not gonna snow because because you've lived in like washington and i live in washington yeah. now it doesn't snow here you know no, even if it does, it snows like an inch. It's not. Done, it's not even it like melts. real snow. It'll just like be no. falling, and then it, yeah, it melts before the end of the day. So, so I'm like getting. I just can't stand it when people talk about stuff like it's a thing, and I'm like, it's it's not a thing. So I was getting pretty annoyed, and then people were showing me the forecast, and it was like, yeah, on on Saturday, or today's Sunday, yeah, on Sunday, it'll start snowing, and then I keep. Like, I haven't looked at it because, first of all, I don't care. I know it's not going to happen. And then today, as I was looking at articles for the show, they show the forecast in the corner. And I looked at the forecast, and it's like, 
yeah, it's all gone. All the snow days are gone. They just moved it ahead like 10 days or something. <laughs> and I'm like, first of all, okay, fuck you, meteorologists. All of you. Uh, I'm just going to say it. So the whole snowing in Washington thing is like a conspiracy that's perpetrated by the meteorologist cabal. And they just do it to get more clicks and, and sell tumblers. That's That's my theory. That's not my theory. Okay, that's just yeah. the truth. That's just how it is. It's a, I believe that. It's a conspiracy, man. Like, like these local stations, this, they drum up all this stuff about snow that never happens here. And they always do it just to like, I, I swear, they just do it for attention, man. Well, I think it's because like realistically, there's no need, there's no reason to really check the weather in Washington because you can just assume that it's going to be wet <laughs> yeah. and rainy. <laughs> you don't so, even need meteorologists out here. Yeah, so that's the, so they're trying to make themselves relevant. <laughs> that's so true. You know? Yeah, that's pretty Like true. they're trying to, they're like, oh, well, we'll start talking about snow and stuff. So people will suddenly be all worried about snow because it's <laughs> yeah. different. They'll start checking the media, the, the, the weather sites, Look, and that's where they get their uh, traffic from. I just want you in particular to feel that frustration. I feel like you're the only person who would understand this. Like, People no, around yeah. you are like, oh, it's going to snow. Oh, oh, it's going to snow next week. Oh, oh, don't go to work if it snows. Oh, like, like you understand, right? Like, the sort of yeah, anger. <laughs> that would make me feel. <laughs> like, you know what that I understand you. Yeah. No, it's just, it's always like a conversation throughout all of winter there in Washington. Yes. It's kind of like, it's kind of actually similar here in California, I've realized, except that it's with rain. Yeah. Because pretty much every day, it's just going to be, maybe there's some clouds in the sky. It might be a little overcast, but it's generally pretty dry. And it may sprinkle a little bit, but every once in a while, they're just like, oh, this is going to be pouring rain and this is going to flood and stuff. And they like start making a big deal about there's going to be all this rain and everything's just going to be a disaster. And it's, you know, it's never that big a deal. I mean, it's... I mean, every, every now and then, there is... Like a little bit of flooding just because California's roads are not built to handle any amount of rain. (laughs) But yeah, for the most part, it's not anything that's like infrastructure damaging. You know what I mean? When when you said the thing about the road, I just imagine like a road that's like shaped like a like a like a uppercase U. (laughs) (laughs) Just walls. You're just driving pools. You're basically driving through like a through a trench. (laughs) It's like that though, man. There's all of the curbs are there. They have higher curbs here. They're like oh, six really? inches instead of like four. Um, and then also, you know how there's like in Washington, there's just all of those like drains on the side of the yeah, road. There's drains everywhere. While you're driving, yeah, there's just drains all over the place. There's no drains here. No drains at all. There's like you, you can drive along the road and you'll see a drain maybe every mile or so. Because I mean, it, it makes sense. Because why invest in it if you know, 99% of the time, it's not, you don't need it. It's not a problem. And then even when it is a problem, you know, generally, like if it starts becoming a hazard, roads get closed, people just leave work early and go home. (laughs) And it's really not a big deal. Over the rain? I mean, yeah, well, it does like it. Sometimes it does flood a little bit. Like it will get to the point where you can't drive through like a part, a section of road and then at that point, but the thing about it is that it's usually like at the end of the day, it starts, it may start flooding or something. And then everyone's just like, all right, everyone go home. 
it'll be gone by tomorrow and we can go back to work. I think you know? it's, that's so funny. People are like, oh, it's raining. Got to go home. Like just from, yeah. from being in like Washington and like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's because well, it's like my friend from California. He does that where like uh, he doesn't like driving places and I go to meet him and I meet him at um, some place uh, that's not too far away from him. And he takes the bus for like over an hour to get there, even though it's like nearby. And I was like, why are you taking the bus? And also, why did you bring an umbrella to, uh, to like, the restaurant where we're meeting? And he's like, oh, man, you know, I, I thought it was going to rain, so I'm scared of Washington drivers, and I don't like it when it's raining, and people in Washington drive like crazy in the rain. So I just took the bus. And it wasn't raining. It was only, like, drizzling, like, a tiny bit yeah. for, like, 30 minutes. And I was like, yeah, what? No, people don't know how to drive in the rain. Man. It was uh, so California, though. Like, that's yeah. the most California thing ever. I kind of like it, though, because it's just it's nice to just have the sun and just, you know, and yeah. then when it rains, Stuff no one's out on the rain. roads. No one drives when it rains. Yeah, that's so what's you can weird. just kind of you just go out and the roads are empty. Man, he's like scared of <laughs> driving in the rain. And I'm like, dude, dude what? It's how crazy. do you? Oh, my God. That's I don't know. That to me, I just can't get over it. Just that, that whole yeah. rain thing. I just can't. But this snow thing, that just makes me angry because. Um, I know it's not going to happen. I know it's a load of like crap and they're just going to sell it. And and I would be okay if they were like, oh, we're going to have a rain snow mix on, on Sunday and then we'll go back to normal. Like, that's fine. That's the weatherman. But the fact that they overplay their hand, they say we're going to get snow for like five days in a row. And then today's Sunday. Guess what the high is today? It's like 43 45. degrees. Yeah, 40, almost that. Yeah, exactly. It's regular... Yeah. Cold Washington, gray overcast, not even raining, mind you. And then they just yeah. like, okay, we'll copy and paste the snow forecast like seven days ahead. So hopefully people are dumb enough to fall for it. Like, I swear, <laughs> they must be paid off by like North Face or something. Okay, this is satire, so I'm not saying this, so I can't be sued. But it must <laughs> be paid off by North Face. Let me say that really close to the mic. North Face is paying off meteorologists to forecast <laughs> snow. <laughs> I swear I think that's what's going on I did about that I thought about that for like three hours the other day like um, <laughs> Patagonia do is they even off. need to pay up I feel like everyone is like obsessed with North Face already especially in Washington <laughs> anyway you know what I mean that's so true actually like just you go around and literally everyone's just like oh and they always talk about it too they're like oh I, I have my North Face windbreaker and it's like okay yeah Okay, well, all right. I'm gonna pretend like I'm not. Do you have a Do you have a North Face windbreaker? I'm pretending like I'm not wearing it right now. <laughs> In solidarity. No, I mean solidarity. There's <laughs> not a problem with it, you know. It's not a windbreaker. Just, okay, so people make a big deal about North Face, and I'm like, it's just <laughs> it's just a windbreaker, man. Okay, but 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 really though, it's pretty cool. But also, they must be paying off meteorologists <laughs> to forecast snow. I believe snow. it. Okay, you believe it. So let, let's get into the gym thing. I feel like I, I have too many questions about um, eating before gym. Wait, before you read the gym thing, though, we should make a mm. prediction. Because I want to predict. Uh, you said it was eating and drinking, or is there anything specific? 
eating it's eating in any uh, capacity and before and after and then uh, same goes for coffee there's another article coffee. about coffee doing yeah. the same thing with coffee and then uh, cardio okay I'll so admit I'll be honest I gave these the congressional review so I already have kind of an idea of what the effects are okay so I withhold my uh, judgment um, or my prediction. So I'm, I'm just imagining that a congressional review is like when you open an article and you keep the tab open, but you never click on it. <laughs> That's the congressional review. Well, the tab is open and it's playing a bunch of I basically sounds, looked so. at it and I read, a, I read a paragraph and I was like, a, a, a randomly selected paragraph and I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, so... I'm going to guess that you have to eat before workout, even though no one does that. And then I'm going to guess that you need to drink coffee after the workout because no one does that. So these health articles are kind of like the weatherman thing where they're like, look, no one does this and it's really a hassle to do it. So we're going to tell people to do it in this article and it's for attention. For attention to, to Nike really is get paying that off the fitness bloggers. <laughs> <laughs> Why would Nike be paying them off? They'll make coffee. Wouldn't it be like Starbucks or something? Yeah, that's true. Starbucks, I could see. That's true. Okay, go ahead. Let's. Go. All right, we'll go ahead and we'll start with um, the question: Should I eat before or after a workout? So um, basically. Uh, What's this your article, source? This, is, this article is from Time. Time.com or like Time? <laughs> I don't time. know. Time.com. Yeah. <laughs> time.com. <laughs> I don't know why that The magazine <laughs> that is now a website. Oh, yeah. Uh, by Markham Hyde. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not sure exactly. But uh, yeah, so basically he was saying, short answer of both. But there's kind of like specific things. So, for example... Um, you want to try and eat um, some eating like some protein before or after is obviously good because when you work out you are breaking down your muscle tissue and that's how you build muscle and gain uh, endurance um, you said breaking muscles eating protein yes okay. yeah well because your, your muscles are just made of proteins so you, if you you want to try and you know make sure that you have protein in your system while you're breaking it down so that your body can start uh re- rebuilding because that, that's like i said that's how you uh that's how you build up muscle it basically breaks down your muscle fibers and then your body will heal itself and it'll heal stronger than before my but uh, yeah, so is, uh, preparing something, so you might hear some some turbulence. This is the captain turbulence speaking. <laughs> there's some turbulence. <laughs> if you look out your right, there's a big ass mountain. Okay, <laughs> I'm just doing it real. I can't. I can't lie. Uh, okay, so I've heard the protein thing before. I don't know why, but for some reason, it's just making me feel confused. But yes, I've heard it before. Yeah, yeah. Protein. Well, I mean, and I feel like that's yeah, that's pretty obvious. I mean, that's why people eat like you know, drink like protein shakes after yes. the gym. I'm gonna, you know, yeah, both before or after, right? Well, generally, it's like after, but it's not a bad idea to drink protein shakes through the day or whatever. But um, so, what was it, Doctor Nancy Cohen? Uh, her recommendation is that she, she, so she says in general you want to eat a meal high in carbs 
and protein and low in fat roughly three to four hours before you exercise. And that can be both if you're trying to build muscle or if you're trying to lose weight. So basically you want to eat like complex carbohydrates though. You don't want to eat like, um, so uh, things like beans, lentils, carbohydrates. Um, yeah. So you don't want to eat like processed carbs, like, yeah, yeah. Processed like white food. bread. You don't eat processed like, food before working out. Right. Yeah. But this yeah, isn't even like, it won't. okay, now I'm mad. So this, <laughs> they might as well just say like, should I eat before or after? And they should just say, yeah. And it's like, uh, what? They don't even answer the question. They're just like, just eat food, dumbass. And then they tell you like, oh, but uh, like, just, complex carbohydrates. Just your stupid little face. <laughs> yeah, but also with the complex carbohydrates, they're like, uh, don't eat the complex carbohydrates before or after. Also, don't eat complex carbohydrates like processed food at all. Like, okay. Like, why don't they just say eat protein and don't eat processed food and then no, the also compl- no. go to the gym whenever the fuck you want. Like, that's the article. <laughs> You realize yeah, well, that's the article? Basically, it's just like it says, you want to avoid fat, eat protein and stuff. And then... And, basically, uh, they just yeah, say have a like diet and then go to the gym anytime in between having your diet. <laughs> you know? Yeah, bas- basically. Basically, Jesus. eat healthy. Ugh. And, uh... <laughs> yeah. That's so stupid. That's not even an answer. They're not like, do it before or after. They're just like... They're like, we don't care. Just eat the right food, and then you can go to the gym anytime, which actually is probably more applicable advice yeah. for your lifestyle. It's really but the mix. Yeah, a lot of sense, to be honest. It's just I mean, not... It makes sense, though. You just, I, just I want just some viral, clickbaity, go before, because then, you know... You know, there's, like, those fucking... <laughs> there's a forum called, like, the Bodybuilding Forum or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's always, like, the worst, most, like, rancid, bullshit opinions <laughs> on there. <laughs> <laughs> like, they have the most rancid, toxic discussions on there ever. But then, um... You want one of those, like, crack brain theories. That's what I was looking for. Where they're like, you gotta eat protein before you go to the gym but not after because then it'll raise your your levels of hydrocortisone and then your your thyroid thing and then you won't digest this thing and this protein won't break down and then blah blah blah, blah. and it's like all this stupid chain reaction like mumbo jumbo pseudoscience that they read from a study like, on like conspiracy mice. Stuff. yeah just total bullshit from like some chemistry class that they don't understand and then <laughs> try to turn it into a workout routine that shit makes me laugh <laughs> You know, speaking of freaking crack brain theories, that kind of leads into coffee. Where I, okay. yeah, dude, I used to know this guy in the military, and this dude was like, now to be fair, he was basically just a machine. Right. He, we, we used to joke about him being literally just like a robot or like an android or something, because all he did was eat uh, plain chicken, plain chicken, rice, and broccoli. And then he had like an oatmeal protein shake for breakfast. Okay, wait. Did plain chicken, oatmeal, rice, and broccoli plus a shake for breakfast. Like no, he did a oatmeal protein shake for oh, breakfast, and that was like his breakfast. Uh, okay. Yeah. So he would, that's and that's all he would eat. That's all he would whatever. And basically, his whole life was just doing that, going to the gym, and then just being whatever in the military like and that was like his whole his whole like that was his life. life and he used to drink like literally 
12 cups of coffee before the gym. Jeez, no way. Really? Straight up. He would just basically make a whole he pot. Just, yeah, he'd just make a whole pot and he would just drink the whole. Now, this dude was absolutely shredded, man. Dude, I don't believe like, that. He was from Minnesota and he was just, he's like 6'2 or something. He was probably like, I don't know, maybe like 230 pounds of just muscle. He would drink a whole pot of coffee. Yeah, dude. And then work out? Yes. It was crazy, man. I'm like, what? Because I remember one time I asked him, because, you know, I mean, obviously you see a guy that's that well in shape and you're like, if I'm trying to get in shape, I should probably see what this guy's doing. Yeah, I always feel and like yeah, that. I, and I just feel disappointed and, and shamed yeah. afterwards. <laughs> and I asked him about like, because I was trying to see if I should, uh, at that point I was taking pre-workout and I was like, I was kind of strained. I was like, do you take pre-workout? Like, you know, is it something you should do or whatever? And he was like, I don't want to take pre-workout. I just drink a pot of coffee before the gym. And I believed him because I don't know that this I don't know if this guy even knows what a lie is, to be honest. Like I don't think he was programmed when they made him in the Android factory. <laughs> is he kind of I don't of think a, they programmed him. Is he kind of a okay, wait, so first of all, maybe he's listening to a podcast, so uh, I don't know. <laughs> but I'm gonna say this gently. Um, is he kind of a ditz or something? Or uh no, no. I think he was just—he was just very like focused. He was just very one track. Very focused, one track. Okay, <laughs> you yeah. You know, like his his mind was on getting fit, not focusing being successful on in the military concept, and uh, like finances. He was really into like I don't know, like investing in like stuff, and he was really competent in those things. I gotta admit. like having like, a conversation was, with him would be like. You know that those are you're going to talk about one of those things, like, and that's it. Trying to paddle a canoe through like a just through a mire of <laughs> slush, yeah. <and> mud. yeah. <laughs> you know this conversation where it's like you, you don't like it's not like you dislike someone. It's just like trying to have a conversation with them. It's like you're just paddling through the just tons and tons of you know crap and ocean of distressing <laughs> ocean of distress <laughs> i don't know what i don't I feel every day i get a sort of social anxiety whenever i talk to someone like that i just like oh man yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but good for but him yeah though. man I, mean, I, I know someone who did that so in college there was a guy and like he would just throw like a whole bunch of chicken breasts in like the oven every night because every night i couldn't use the oven because he was always had his chicken in there um, yeah, and then and then he was like not a very he was not a very big guy, um, and uh, but by the time he graduated, he he definitely got a lot more jacked. So that was good. It took I about mean, four if, years. Yeah, if, if you can stomach it, I like you know food. I like food way too much. But if you can, you know, if you don't have like, there's some people that really just don't have like a complicated palate i mean like yeah i think i was talking about it's it's i mean it's a great it's great to eat if you if you can handle if you can handle eating something very bland you know regularly some people are really into that though like that's uh there was someone that i was one of uh my my buddies his friend was visiting uh and we it was funny because we went to the uh, chow hall um, 
This was when I was in the military. It's just basically a cafeteria, but they have just this notoriously bland grilled chicken that's just dry and bland and tastes like nothing. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we went there and my buddy's friend just loved it. He's like, yeah, I love it. He just ate literally that and just plain rice. And he was like, I love it. That's how I like my food bland like that. And I was like, okay. So, I mean, yeah, if you if you like food like that, I mean. I could actually do that. Healthy, you know? I guess. So, so, me and my producer, we eat, like, mostly vegetarian, like, most of the time. Except if we go out, then we might have something that's, like, non-vegetarian. But we eat vegetarian, like, probably 80%, maybe 75, 75%. So percent vegetarian. Yeah, I mean everything I cook is vegetarian. Whatever I take to work and eat for lunch, vegetarian. So a lot of vegetarian. Um, until I go to like Wendy's and have you know a burger that's made from a cow that was uh, brutally slaughtered or something, you know. But it doesn't bother me. So, hey, but the cow was grown right down the road and slaughtered right down the road brutally. So. Yeah, it's okay. something like that. They, they caught him in the intersection. They dressed yeah. him. You're supporting local slaughterhouses, so it's okay. Yes, I support local <laughs> chain restaurants. Where else are high schoolers going to work? <laughs> you know, someone's got to teach them valuable life lessons. Um, <laughs> I think that that two minutes there is enough to get you canceled. So probably, um, yeah, yeah. So, so I think um, just eat healthy and drink coffee if you want to. And uh, there was also, like I said, there was a cardio article. Basically, if you're trying to train endurance, whatever you're trying to train more, do that first. So if you're trying to train endurance, do cardio first. If you're trying to train strength, do strength first. Yeah, exactly. Basically, just exactly what uh, common sense would tell you. Yeah, I think... um I think, yeah, just eat clean food and work out whenever the hell you want. That's how I would write that article. That article, if it was if, if it was not on time.com, if it was on, you know, kevin.com, uh, <laughs> kevin.com, it's like a illegal website or something. I'll be like, uh, <laughs> oops. Uh, no, I'd, I'd say, I'd just say, like, eat clean, work out whenever you want, and stop reading stupid internet articles. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. Let us read the stupid internet articles for you. That's the whole show. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. Hey. hey. Um, <laughs> no, we talk about serious topics. So, uh, so this Japanese billionaire was chosen to be the first guy to go to space. He's like an entrepreneur or something. He's going to go with SpaceX. They're going to send him to uh, somewhere. I don't know. Um it's 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 a partnership with SpaceX, which is this Elon Musk thing. They make spaceships and stuff. It's like NASA. Basically, it's like NASA but privatized. It's yeah, NASA with a brand deal, um, basically. <laughs> and then uh, there's supposed to be some other guy who's going to be the first guy to go to the moon, but uh, I don't know if that's a thing anymore. This guy is going to be is Japanese billionaire Yusaku Mazawa, uh, going to be sent Yusaku on a voyage. Mizawa. He's going to be sent around the moon, and there'll be a documentary. And this is uh, so he looks like he was a entrepreneur. He sold a startup, and he's seeking single females over age twenty. Okay, 
which will be uh, featured in the documentary of him going around the moon, and it will be on the streaming service Abima TV. So, first of all, very Japanese, okay? Um, something about this, without being offensive, without being too offensive, let's say, something about this is very Japanese. There's a 44-year-old billionaire seeking a girlfriend over age 20 to be on a documentary with him. So, first of all, if you're a billionaire, just have a girlfriend, okay? Yeah. <laughs> if you're a billionaire, a have a girlfriend. It's so Japanese to be like, I'm... I'm a billionaire entrepreneur and I need to ask for girlfriends <laughs> to the general public because can't find one. Uh, <laughs> I'm so Japanese to be like, uh, I need to, to any girlfriend females out there. Um, please date me. Oh my God. I cannot like handle it. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I don't care if it's offensive now because this would only happen with like a Japanese billionaire. Zero <laughs> other billionaires are asking like Twitter to find a girlfriend because no. they all already have you know however many two or three of them. They have too many girlfriends. They have some number of. They're girlfriends, asking Twitter to take their girlfriends away from them. Yeah, I mean, and then and then for him to be like, I have to go ask for it's so Japanese. Okay, before I get too angry. Uh, there's a quote here, so I'm going to read this quote without laughing. As feelings of loneliness and emptiness slowly begin to surge upon me, there's one thing I think about, continuing to love one woman. <laughs> That's a real quote. Sensitive. Uh, also, he has a website for applicants. So there's a website for you to apply to be the girlfriend of billionaire. So let me just say this exactly, like directly to him. You don't have a girlfriend because you have a website to find a girlfriend. <laughs> That's why you don't have a girlfriend. Because you have a website for people to apply. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what? Who's he thinking to get here? Like, I feel like, yeah, just being... Like, do you not ever meet any women? And just tell them that you're a billionaire? Yeah. I just, oh my gosh, super annoying. I, I'm actually mad, and I hope that, okay, I don't want to get too dark, but uh, I <laughs> I hope he has a very safe trip around the moon, okay? But also, yeah. I can't stand his personality. It sucks. I don't know why that makes me mad. Why does it make me so mad? I don't know. Why does that make you mad? It just makes me mad. It's like it's like a Japanese billionaire getting on a spaceship, fly around the moon, and then has to go make a website to find a girlfriend. It's like so like Is this his website? Uh, Dear Moon? I don't know. This what is his it website. Called? It's called, it called uh Deermoon.earth. Oh, just I think. Uh, I choose to go to the moon okay, this is very pretentious. I, I choose to go to the moon with artists. If Pablo Picasso had been able to see the moon up close what kind of paintings would he have drawn? If John Lennon could see the curvature the of the earth, what kind of songs would he have written? The same songs. If they had songs. gone to space, how would the world have looked today? The same. So he's going as an art project? I, I he's doubt going it. as a publicity stunt. So he's That's taking he's a going. painter, 
a musician, a film director, and a fashion designer. And then also needs to find girlfriend because can't find one. That's so. Why stupid. does he need a girlfriend to go around the moon? It's so re. It's so dumb. I can't even. I just get so flustered just thinking about people like this. Like you gotta make this whole big public thing about it. Like first of all, he probably does have a girlfriend. He just wants someone to be on the documentary. He wants to get a bunch of attention. He wants really dumb, pointless articles like this to be written. Like this whole yeah. thing. It, this is what I don't like about Elon Musk. So I love Elon Musk, but also I hate him because the guy just can't stop doing publicity stuff. It's like he's addicted yeah. to just getting like really like the cheapest, lowest form of attention. That's like what Elon Musk is addicted to. And mm-hmm. I, I don't mean to be too like ruthless about it, but it's true. Like just needs to have that very like lowest common form of appreciation for just like saying dumb bullshit. And yeah. this guy is like doing the exact same thing of like uh, let me make a website that's going to be so cute to find girlfriend because of blah, blah, blah. It's like, uh. oh, my God. Okay, whatever. And I mean, I don't know. Like, the whole thing of, like, yeah, he's taking uh, artists. Like, take artists, and that's great. That's fine. I, you know, that's it's like he thinks this is, that's like. fine. But it's not necessarily, like, I don't know. You don't need to write a, a whole one, two, three, so four, five stanza poem about and make a website and make a website about it. That's a little and bit then ask people to excessive. apply. Yeah, it's so annoying. Like honestly, now he's made it so lame that if he does take a girlfriend into space, it's it's literally the most lame thing that's ever happened in the outer space. Like it's yeah. taking the most cringy, lame, embarrassing thing on Earth. And sending it into orbit sending around the space. I feel like that's like, one of the things where it's it's hard because I feel like it kind of cheapens it a little bit. He's you know ruined I mean? space. Yeah. He's because space. space has always been this kind of like vast expanse of, you know, space that we can uncover, you know, and yeah, and all the stuff that the whole point of space is that it doesn't matter what we do. Just space space is gonna keep doing what it's doing and all we can matter. do is just observe. And uh He's, uh, it's, yeah, he's, and he's making it, you know, about, you know, people. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's him, just a, trying to make space about us, which it's not. No, exactly. It's not about us. That's the whole it's point. Just taking that thing and then making a whole, like, uh, and then uh, it's, it's just the sort of thing that it, this is what happens when you have private like space travel. You have all sorts of like just dumb mm. bullshit that people want to be like, man, people are the worst. You give people any sort of cool thing like, oh, you can travel to outer space and fly around other planets. Whoa. Okay. But also let me try to recruit someone to date to do it with me. Like this is what I hate about people. <laughs> like, yeah. I, like, you know what? Ugh, you don't get to go to space if that's your perspective. <laughs> Stay home. Yeah. Like, take, you know, your artists and stuff. That's fine, you know, because that, I mean, sure, you know. Yeah. That can be, that can certainly be, you know, that that's a, that is a new perspective on space because currently, you know, it's not like they've had artists go into space, you know. It's, it's that, true. that is something new. But, that's true. you know, and sure, but don't, but don't, like I said, don't, you know, make it like, you know, a whole thing where you're like trying to, you know, change humanity by taking artists into space. 
yes, it will be interesting for these artists to get a unique perspective that no one else has had, which is kind yeah. of, you know, the point of art, but it's not like, it doesn't, it don't act like it holds, you know, more value than sending scientists to increase our, you know, wealth of knowledge yeah. about our universe. You know, a bunch of people will look at this and think it's so funny, but I think the few people who listen to this podcast are going to get it. I think so. They they get it. Yeah, and I think yeah, it's this podcast. I feel like it cheapens the experience. This podcast is for people who read this sort of thing and then think, (laughs) "Come on, you know, that's the whole point of the podcast." (laughs) You read something like this and you think, "Come on, man, you know, dude." You just get no, mad about like, it, but that's actually kind on. of interesting, though, because yeah, there's been a lot of like critics of you know of Elon Musk's <laughs> SpaceX program. Yeah, because yeah, because a lot of you know major uh, people in the space you know exploration uh, industry, I suppose, are against it because you know there's just a lot of concerns that come along with the privatization of space exploration i think that like there's a level of like yeah you know elon musk could in theory take us further because he can do more things without as many restrictions as say like a governmental agency but there's also other concerns for example there's uh specific laws in place that stop a country from laying claim to any kind of celestial body but there's not necessarily anything stopping corporations from laying claim so he could literally just go put a flag on top of a star and just be like, this is now mine. Yeah, so that's that can be a concern because then, you know, what's what's going to happen? Then can other people not go explore that? Who's yeah. going to regulate those laws? Who's What's going to happen there? You know, and then also, yeah, it becomes then a monetary venture rather than, you know... Yeah, it's not about exploration. It's about, like, claiming stuff. Yeah, because ultimately it's a company that has to make money. So their driving factor is going to be making money, and then it's going to be exploring space. Whereas if you have, you know, a organization that's funded, you know, that's like a public organization that's a part of, you know, a government that is funded they don't have to worry you know their their concern isn't necessarily about making money it's about exploring space and understanding space Hmm. yeah i i i feel like we'll see where it goes it's it's just crazy to think that like when you're like i don't know 70 years old maybe someone's you know really far away i don't want to say mars because that's so lame but maybe someone's like they're getting pretty far away from earth at that point you know like flying like really far away and then coming back and stuff you know that maybe that'll be a thing maybe um i don't want to say mars in like 50 years because i think it's uh i don't think it's that simple you know yeah well and i feel like mars i feel like the the whole thing with mars is that mars was kind of like for a long time they were like oh mars is going to be the most hospitable other planet and things but there's they've kind of realized that it's not actually very hospitable yeah and it would take a lot of like infrastructure to actually be able to support even just a person 
on yeah. Mars for any kind of extended period of time. It's a high maintenance planet. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I don't know that we're necessarily going to see, you know, colonizing Mars or anything anytime soon. And I feel like too, I, I, I feel like the focus has shifted away from colonizing other planets and almost, and kind of just more onto, I feel like studying things that are further out or more interesting or trying to find uh, life on other planets as well. That's already there. Yeah. Uh, so I have a whole saga about that. I don't know how deep I can get into that today, but um, what is your stance on this extraterrestrial life? Uh, I mean, I don't see any reason why there couldn't be. I suppose is kind of my right. look. Not necessary, and I'm not even necessarily talking about you know intelligent life or anything. I'm talking about you know, yeah. there's there's no reason that there can't be you know microbes, you know. God, I was gonna say doing their thing, some, doing their thing on other planets, dandelions, you know, <laughs> or dandelions. Sure, yeah, you know, there's no yeah. reason why there can't be other, there can't be forms of life. Like I don't think that it. I think that if we find life, it's not going to be life in the sense that most of the general public will think of it. You know. Yeah, but I think agree. that. But yeah, I mean, I I think that there's absolutely. A, there's like I said, there's no reason why there can't, why life hasn't evolved in some other way, in some other so, form, on some okay, other this planet. Is, this is this is this is where I'm thinking. Same, I agree with you, but the thing is, so they have this equation. So I learned about this in physics. There's something called the Drake equation. Uh, there's okay. there's another name for it too, but it's called the Drake equation. Uh, Drake equation was like it's like forty or fifty factors. Maybe there's thousands now, but um, as it was explained to me in one of our seminars in college in physics, was that they have this Drake equation, and it's basically like all of the things you need to have to sustain life. And then they use that to then they look through all the different celestial bodies, and then they look at all the different planets, and they try to solve using like I don't know heuristics and stuff. Where would life be? That's how they try to find life. And the way that scientists say, oh, there's no life in outer space, it's because they're saying that it's because they're using, like, there's another equation besides Drake equation, but I'm just using that as, like, like the, maybe, like, the older format of it. But they, they, yeah. they basically just say that, oh, because there's no planet with this amount of, you know, hydrogen chemical from what we can scan from billions of light years away, then that means that there, it's impossible for there to be life out there. And I feel like it's such a human thing to be like, well, we can't determine where something is, therefore it doesn't exist. Yeah. It, this is another thing. And I try not to get mad because I got mad way too much earlier. But, like, <laughs> it doesn't make sense, right? Like, so I had two problems. There was some girl who was explaining this, and she was, like, part of some NASA research thing. Um, she wasn't my professor. She was, like, the guest lecturer. And she's very, very, very smart. Um, but I kind of wanted to just, like, ask some questions at the end, but I didn't. But I was kind of thinking, like, hang on. So the whole reason why you're saying there's no life in space is because human life requires water. And they were like, all the life on Earth requires water. Therefore, life can't exist in space unless there's water. So really oversimplification of the Drake equation is trying yeah. to find a habitat where there's water because water equals life. 
And it's like, okay, so you're on this planet, and everything on this planet needs water to live. Therefore, every planet out of billions of planets must have water to support life. Doesn't it sound like really goddamn stupid? Yes. Like, I think that this, it kind of brings up, you know, a philosophy, the, the, the sort of a philosophical question of like, well, you know, who are we to really define life? Yeah, you know? and this is the academic argument for that. And, and literally they conclude at the end for their NASA research is that, yeah, there's no life. We're alone because we can't find water in the universe because like, first of all, you can't see the whole universe. Second of all, how can you even detect if there's water or not from, like, really far away? And I know some pseudo-intellectuals be like, whoa, there are all these imaging and blah, blah, blah. Well, here's the thing. People keep spotting, like, storms and, like, glaciers and stuff on nearby planets in our solar system, like Neptune or Saturn or Jupiter or whatever. People are still finding, like, glaciers and stuff on those planets um, just because of some change in technology or something. And to think that, oh, you're able to tell 100% true whether or not there's water on another planet, I I highly doubt that. Yeah. That I think that this is this whole, like, oh, we're going to use science and just put all of our faith in science and believe that it answers every question in the entire world. And that's such bullshit. And then the other thing is, I said I wasn't going to get mad, and now I'm mad. So <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is, why are you looking for water, you dumb shits? Because... Just because the only life on this planet needs water to survive doesn't mean that every planet in the entire galaxy has to have water to have life. It's the most yeah. stupid thing. It's basically they took an answer and then invented a question and then answered the question to say that there's no life. And if someone says that there's no life in the entire universe and scientifically we've proven it, they're they're bullshit lying you. Yeah. That, that, well, that's I feel like that's one, that's one of the first things, though, that, you know that I feel like that you're supposed to learn about science when you first start learning about it in school is one of the, at least one of the first things that I learned was that my science curriculum was always like, well, you can't ever say that science has proven this or science has proven that because science is constantly changing, you know, like it's just, there's always new things being found and no new evidence and some things that were thought to have been proven scientifically have been disproven scientifically so it's like we found to be not true so i think that yeah it's i don't think that you can ever take every everything that science has found as just hard concrete ever evidence because there's so much that we've just you know discovered about science in the last hundred you know 50 10 years there's just been so many new discoveries that have changed our outlook on everything that it's you can't just be like oh well our science based on what the scientific evidence we have now there's nothing so that means that there is nothing and that's the end of yeah it. because i don't think that's the end exactly of it. I think that there's new that's things that we can discover yeah that's not science at all that's that's literally that's literally just a narrative that's like we don't actually have any proof but from our theories that we made up based on the things that we decided to determine whether life exists, um, there is no life. And it's like, that's not even a theory. You you have to assume that you have a 100% confidence interval that you can detect water on something that's like millions of light years away. And then you have to have a 100% confidence interval that life on other planets will be exactly like life on Earth. So yeah. the, the Drake equation and that whole metric of trying to determine whether there's life or not, it, it's a giant farce because... 
It doesn't make any sense. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't think that there's aliens in Area 51 or all that bullshit. But no. I do think that this whole, like, the way that they explained it in the seminar in college, and I was just, I was like, this is such a load of crap. Like, yeah. you, you're making two assumptions. Yeah, and those same two assumptions. You can detect 100 billion percent correct that, 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 that you know whether or not there's water on certain plants that are really, really, really far away. And like I said earlier, they're still finding stuff on planets nearby that they didn't even know about, you know? Exactly. And it's like, but they think that they know 100% whether or not there's water somewhere farther away. And then also they think that, um, they think that they're 100% it's fine. I th- it's just so annoying. And then the other thing is like, there's like, uh, there's recently in the news, uh, this is a minor thing, but they found some isotope of some chemical compound. It's some, uh, some, something on like the periodic table. And they found it occurring in nature. And they said before then they didn't think that this occurred naturally. Mm. It's what, not one of those element. like, uh, yeah, one of those elements, one of the like yeah. super heavy elements. Yeah, it's not an ele- it's not a new element. It's just an element that they've only been able to make in labs. And then yeah. they found something in some formation in crystals or something that was able to create it. And it's like it's stuff like this that we think that we have this periodic table of elements and we know exactly 100% what, what the world is and how it works. And then, and then we think that the planets are really far away and like things that we can't even comprehend what it's like to be over there. And like, we think that, that it must be exactly the same rules as over here. Exactly the same little like compounds and stuff that we found on this planet must be on that planet. And then like life probably looks the same. It's like, it's like if we found aliens, we would expect them to speak English. That's that's how that's how yeah. it's like stupid <laughs> I find this to be. Exactly. Well, and that's where you see that. You know, you see that in like pop culture and stuff that everyone just assumes aliens are one. They always are depicted as some kind of humanoid. You know, it's like you don't yeah. know what the hell an alien race would look like. It could be something that we can't even comprehend. It, it, you know, and yeah, and I think that it's just, I agree. I think that we have yeah. gone too far to apply the logic that works on Earth. And we're just trying to apply that logic to everything else when it doesn't necessarily apply. Yeah, I think, okay, I just want to be a little more charitable. I looked up NASA, I looked up their project and stuff. So. They, their, their opinions have evolved a little bit. So in their defense, I'll just say, so they look at the light that comes in from other planets and stuff, other worlds, and then they scan the chemical compounds because they, they, they can tell that the light the wavelength separates. Yeah, the wavelengths. light separate. They can tell if there's like, uh, they can tell like the ozone, the oxygen, water, hydrogen, and methane and stuff that's in the atmosphere as the, the wavelengths and stuff. So the, what's... So, first of all, my problem is, like, yeah, so you're going to measure this really, really accurately from really far away, are you? No, you're not. Um, I just don't believe that. But, you know, that's a theory. Uh, yeah. And they say here that, that you know, it's, it's, it's a developing thing, you know? So Yeah, and I, and I think I agree. I think that – and I think that most – I feel like a lot of scientists, I'm sure, you know, they – obviously, they're, I mean, they're, you know, smarter than we are. I don't think that they're necessarily like, you know, oh, cold hard fact. Science says that this is one hundred percent what this looks like. Like yeah. they're not all fools. They're not. They're not fools. They know that you know it's generally like an approximation. And then, but they do have a segment where they say uh, 
there could be different types of life that we don't know. Um, so we think that we know what Earth atmosphere is like, and that equals life. But then they say that, you know, maybe there's some other sort of thing that we, we can't even recognize, some other type of alien gas that uh, some alien life form is supported on. Um, so that's the much more, and that's what I'm saying. I'm saying if we have extraterrestrial life, it's not going to be Earth 2. It's going to be exactly. some other planet with a different type of ecosystem that's able to survive on different chemicals that we aren't even able to survive on. Like That's what I yeah. expect. Yeah, I, I that's what I expect as well. That's, and, you know, and that's where, you know, it gets like it could be intelligent life. It could be non-intelligent life. It could be simply just like a single-celled organism. It could be even something, yeah, that doesn't necessarily even, it could be something that could change our definition of life. You know, yeah, because it may not necessarily follow the same rules that living organisms do on Earth. Yeah, um, there's some stuff in there that I'm not really sure. Um, yeah, there's a, it basically comes down to like molecular stuff. So I think that when when people say that oh there's no life in Mars, don't even listen to that. There's no science to back that up. All the science to back yeah. up that there's no no life in, in outer space is all predicated on the idea that we know exactly how life in outer space functions. So yeah. just on premise, it's false because that premise can't be satisfied. You can't say that because we have life here, we know what life looks like on the other billion planets and then therefore there's no life because there's no life that looks like life on Earth. Okay, if anything, you might say that life on Earth is unique as far as we know it. It yeah. doesn't mean that there's no other life form, period, you know? Exactly, and that's I and I, yeah, and that's I agree with that completely. All right, uh, let's let's do the let's do the Twitter segment. I got my blood pressure too high. I should go for a run or something. I gotta like, I gotta cool off. I I, I gotta stop being angry on these on these shows. I, <laughs> we need to do a happy episode. You got that passion. You got that passion. We'll do a happy episode next uh, next week. We'll do something. We'll do a happy episode. Really uplifting. I'll find some uplifting. Uh, Good articles. vibes only. Good vibes only. <laughs> So, so you do pull up something on your Twitter stream. I am going to be honest. I don't still have a pretty bare Twitter stream. You have nothing. Let me see. Uh, I, it's I, I don't know what to pull up. I all, do have things. It's basically all you. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, so the way we do this Twitter segment is we just scroll to a random place in your timeline and then you just comment on something. So, uh, so here's one. So I'll do two. I'll do one for me and one for you. Unless you pull something up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so this is a tweet that says, I, I don't even follow this person. This is just on my timeline. Someone replied to it. Uh, so the person says, I think I'm voting Democrat in 2020 just so I can buy stocks at lower prices. It's supposed to be like a clever joke. After reading it, I realized that. They're trying to say that, oh, the stock market's so high right now that it will vote Democrat and then it will crash. So, ha, 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 very funny. Uh, a witty stab at... Uh... What do you think about that, though? So, seriously, do you think that stock market is high and it's, this is a Trump thing? Or is this just like a 2016, 2020 thing? Is it going to go down? Is some recession coming on? I... I'm gonna pre I'm gonna preface this saying that I am not a 
I'm not familiar, very familiar You're with the stock market, advisors. and I'm not a, I'm not financial advisor, and I'm not some kind of, I really don't know a ton about finances or the stock market, but I do think that people do tend to give a little bit of, a little bit too much credit to the president, and this happens all the time. Doesn't matter what president it is. But they always give too much credit, positive or negative, Way to the president about what the state of the economy is. When in reality, the whole point of having a capitalist economy is that it's not <laughs> defined by the governmental figures. You know, if that makes sense. I think that they certainly have a. They do. I think that they certainly have some influence. Like for example, um, you know, uh, with. President Trump, he, you know, rolling back a lot of like the EPA uh, regulations and stuff, I'm sure has led to higher profit margins in a lot of uh, companies because they don't have to worry so much about being environmentally friendly. So I, I think but yeah, they've probably been some more, you know, more successful to an extent. But at the same time, I think that. I don't think that he's single-handedly pulled this country out of a financial sinkhole. Also, these these tariffs with China have been like killing um, a lot of businesses because it's just way too expensive to like deal with all the tariffs. It cuts your margins into like thin air, basically. Um, so some like retail companies, especially relying on a lot of manufacturing in China. It's too expensive now to get stuff out of China. They have to raise their prices. So things get more expensive. So uh, the China tariffs and that whole foreign policy is such a wash. Um, yeah. But apparently they're getting a trade deal now. So we'll see how that turns out. If it's really worth the like billions of dollars of tariffs that got thrown right back at us. Um, yeah. <laughs> I do think that people like, I'll just echo what you said. Like people give Trump credit for things that, that don't even make any sense. Yeah. No. You know, like, I think it, that, it, sure, in, in like, you know, in a government-regulated economy, in like a communist country, you can absolutely attribute the economic success or failure to whoever's in charge. But I just, I think that in our, in, in, in America, being a capitalist economy... There's just way too many other factors to take into account. So I, I mean it in both ways, though. So I mean that um, people give Trump credit for like the economy being really good. I don't really buy it. I feel like even if um, Hillary was president right now, the economy would probably be like, uh, I think it would be within 80% of whatever it is now. Maybe it would be like 20% over or under whatever it is right now, but I think yeah. it would just be where it is right now. I think that yeah. the global factors are too strong. I think Trump maybe amounts for like a small, like, I wouldn't even see 20%. I would say like Trump is probably like 10% of whatever is going on right now, you yeah. know, up or down. The rest of it's all just like probability. And then I think the other thing is though, people give Trump credit for things that are also bad, that have nothing to do with them. So people are like, oh, Trump, basically Trump's fault that that plane got shot down that was Ukrainian and Iran because they were shooting missiles at some base in Iraq because uh, some guy in Iraq got shot down who was Iranian, you know? Like, people build these, like, path dependence chains on things that are, like, yeah. not really related, you know? I agree. I think that it goes... I, I do think that it goes... It both, goes both ways. It goes both ways. And so I think that it... 
I don't mean I don't. I don't think that it really sense. evens out because in the end, it doesn't necessarily even out. It just pulls everything in opposite directions, and then just sort it's of Trump's fault that more. But the Australia fires are Trump's fault because he broke oh the God. Paris Accords. Don't get me started you know? on the Australia fires. People are gonna say that that was our episode today. By the way, this was the Australia fires episode. Oh God. Um, like, <laughs> look, I yes. Uh, I'm sorry, Australia, that your country is burning. Uh, and definitely, it is obviously an issue that needs to be addressed. But I think that people are also yeah. just, they're making it into this big social issue that they're like, like, I saw this meme on Instagram at one point that was like, what was it? It was supposed to be some kind of sarcastic jab at people or something. I don't know. And it was like, oh... Uh, Australia is burning right now and being its ecosystem is being destroyed and all of you people are making memes about World War 3 or whatever and I'm like okay what am I supposed to buy a ticket to Australia and fight the fires like you know yeah like <laughs> what, what am I really supposed to do you know like what and what, what like and you're trying to say that like you know the possibility of a war is completely irrelevant next to you know a wildfire you know it, it, it's just there are two yeah. things that don't relate <laughs> they don't relate and i hate when people try to like shame people for like oh well, yeah, what are you doing okay. about the australian fires i'm like oh, nothing That's what what, what can i do what can it's i do the, you're you're frustrated by this cultural hegemony that you have to that this is the issue you have to care about it that's exactly exactly and it's just and it's it's this thing where people will try to shame you and it's like look man like yeah bring you know bring attention to the fires so that people can you know donate to organizations that are helping and that's great and all but don't try and shame people for worrying about things that are more relevant to their lives if that makes sense you know like yeah like, I think that, yeah, you know, yes, Australia is in a state of crisis, but it's just... It's horrible. It's horrible. But it's just a thing where it's like, you know, it, that doesn't mean that I have to stop my entire life because I have things that I need to do for myself, if that okay, makes sense. I, that sounds I I, really selfish. No, but I think where this is going, I support it like half-mast. Um, yeah. <laughs> I would say is... It's the it's like a virtue signaling thing. Like yeah. I don't like saying that word, but I think sometimes you can't avoid it. Like it's like this is a really awful thing that's happening, but also like a lot of these celebrities who keep going on award shows and then talking about it is kind of like that's good that you're building awareness for it. But yes. also I mean like what else? Right? You know, yeah, like people like who he- have power are just gonna be like oh, this is so terrible, and talk about it, and then, like, people who don't have power are supposed to be, like, I don't know. Exactly. It's like this and thing, like, it's your problem. Because exactly. I'm going to go, my private jet is going to, I need to go somewhere. I, I'm going to Houston yeah. or something, so you guys figure this out. I'm going to tweet about it so you guys can figure it exactly. out. Exactly. And like, I don't know. And I'm, not, and I'm not opposed to, like, you know, I think that, you know, yes, the general public should take action, you know, on certain things. Like, you know, if you think about it, you know, if you say everyone in, you know, America 
that can't afford it donates a dollar to whatever charity, like I said, whatever organization is helping with the restoration of Australia or to fight the fires or something like, yeah, that would bring in a lot of money. That would absolutely make a difference. And it wouldn't cost that much to each person. And so I think that, sure, there's like there's certainly an argument to be made for spreading awareness, but awareness. But I suppose it's just that issue of, you know, awareness without action. What does that even what does that really matter? You know, because you can acknowledge that it's a problem and talk about it, that it's a problem. But if no one if everyone just spends all their time talking about it and no one takes action, then it it, none of it matters. And I feel like that's a big thing that's been happening is people talk about it and they're like, oh, this is a problem. It's a problem, you know, but then no one really takes action. I want to back you up, but I don't want to get killed (laughs) on Twitter. And I'm gonna get all kinds of. But that's the. But that's kind of the point too. Is like if you don't say something about Australia, um, you're now the worst person ever, and you should be beheaded publicly. Like, (laughs) it's like why? (laughs) Well, it's like. Well, it's like what is it in? uh, (laughs) It's like in that Family Guy episode where uh, Lois runs for office. And all she does is just get up on the stage and say, 9-11 was bad. <laughs> and that's, and it's just everyone cheers. And it's like, yes, yeah, we get it. This stuff is bad, but it's like, then, you know, what is, what is she going to do about it? You know, do what you can, but don't, but don't you know, shame other for, people, I suppose, yeah, exactly. for what they're doing. I think that that's exactly. the wrong approach to take. Using a tragedy to give yourself social credit and kind of control what other people are saying and what other people can talk about, that's the wrong way to do it. I yes. think that's what you're trying to say. Exactly. The wrong approach is when it's like, oh, you're not allowed to talk about World War Three or whatever because it's just distracting from Australia. It's like, that's that's not right. You know, you just support the thing that you think is important without trying to knock down other stuff. And that's why both of us are totally on board with Australia and trying to activism and support for Australia and all those things. But also like, doesn't mean we can't make fun of NASA for not believing in aliens. So, so this is the Australia fire episode. (laughs) This is indeed the Australia fire. It's very painful though. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. But we did it. We had to go there. Look, someone <laughs> yeah, has to say it. That's the it. problem. No one can say these things because of the immense pressure to just say something like, you know, just that pressure to like, you have to just say the lines, you know? And, yeah. Like, yeah. There's there's a script yeah, that you have to follow. And if you don't follow the script, then you're going to be cast out, kind of that idea. Yeah. It's, it's just something there. There's. I don't know. Hopefully this becomes a recurring theme because I feel like there's a lot of points where this applies and we got to start calling it out. There's things I think there's it things will. that just happen that people talk about and we're like on the same side of that thing because it does make sense. But at the same time, there's other things going on that just don't add up. And I think I think we covered that also. I think other things that we talk about are similar. There's, there's just things out there. I don't know how else to describe it. No, I, I understand. I think that it's a universal issue that applies to a lot of topics because you can see the same thing happening that we just talked about with all kinds of other issues all the time. 
And, and it's not like a new thing. It's been happening for a long time. So there's, there's plenty of, uh, there's plenty to talk about there. Yeah. Plenty of issues to Something address. Something there where like, yeah, people, it's, it's, I don't want to keep saying virtue signaling, but it's just a, it's just a virtue signaling kind of a thing. It's cultural hegemony. That's what I call it. It's just, it's just people <laughs> who, there's just a narrative and then it becomes like so powerful that everyone just starts buying into it. But like you said, it's like for social credit. It's not like, it's not like to actually make a difference. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, I think that, uh, I think we got all the things that about yep. wraps it up. I think we hit all the things. We're not canceled now. We certainly, uh, yeah, I think that we certainly managed to get ourselves, uh, yes. As the, as the children say, canceled. It's okay. It's okay. Um, because cancel culture is dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Try to I saying that before we get it, then we get attacked on Twitter. Cancel culture has been buried by like Dave Chappelle and Ricky Gervais, and I think the comedians yeah. have ended cancel culture. I don't think it's coming back. Thank and, God. Yeah, I Thank think. God. Thank God. Twenty twenty made it pretty apparent that that's done. You know, like mainstream TV. Yeah. I don't know. Ricky Gervais would listen to this podcast, and he would approve of it. And I'm not a financial advisor, I think but I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right well let's uh that's it for this week if you tune in next week we'll try and bring a more positive note to the next podcast. week positivity have a more positive next week good vibes only we'll just go ahead and uh end it there <laughs>